This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, August 4th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Input costs are likely to hurt growers again next year. Washington reps look toward general election despite impeachment votes. CBO. USDA will need time to spend conservation funding. The Congressional Budget Office has released its cost estimates for Democrat spending package known as the Inflation Reduction Act. The bill would authorize $19.9 billion in new funding for four conservation programs between fiscal 23 and 27. But it's going to take much longer than that for USDA to spend the money, and some of that conservation funding will be trimmed by automatic cuts required by an 011 budget law. The bottom line is that CBO estimates USDA will actually spend $15.3 billion of that conservation funding by 2032. Under budget reconciliation rules, funding authorized by the bill is supposed to be spent within a 10-year window. According to congressional sources, any spending authority that USDA doesn't use before 2032 would be lost. According to CBO, the largest share of the unspent funding would be in the Regional Conservation Partnership Program, which would be dramatically expanded under the bill. Don't be surprised if there's an effort to reallocate some of that funding at some point, assuming a bill might still pass. Also, separately, CBO estimates USDA will spend $13.3 billion on rural development, including $10.7 billion for rural electric co-ops and renewable power. Another four and three quarter billion dollars would be spent on forestry projects. Input costs seen squeezing growers in 2023. Next year shaping up to be much tougher for corn growers. That according to a new analysis out of the University of Illinois. Farmers in northern Illinois are forecast to see a net return of $193 this year according to the report. It's a steep drop from 21 when corn growers were netting $477 after operating costs and cash rent. But in 2023, those growers are projected to be in the red, losing $11 an acre, according to The Economist. The reason won't surprise any farmers. Prices for fertilizer and other inputs are expected to drive direct operating costs, that not including such indirect costs as land and machine rental, to $555 an acre, up from 480 this year and $382 an acre in 2021. The economists are assuming the corn price will slip to 530 a bushel in 23, down from an estimated 580 this year. The economists note there's obviously a risk that 2023 could be even worse. For 2023, much higher prices than average historical prices are needed to maintain some profitability, the U of I report says. Oh, by the way, the numbers aren't much better for soybeans. Economists projecting that soybeans will net $64 an acre this year, down from 287 last year, and $11 forecast for 23. Keep in mind, If this forecast is accurate or too optimistic, there's going to be even more pressure in Congress to put more money into the Farm Bill's commodity title. And there's this. A separate report uh, led by Ohio State economist Carl Zuloff says North Dakota and South Dakota have accounted for one-third of all prevent plant corn and soybean acres since 2007. 
The report raises the question of whether the insurance planning dates are set correctly for those states. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Newhouse and Herrera Butler look to move on in Washington congressional races. Two Washington Republican members of Congress who voted to impeach former President Donald Trump seem to have survived their primary battles. In Washington, the top two vote-getters advanced, and as Wednesday came to an end, Representative Dan Newhouse held a solid lead in the 4th Congressional District, and Jamie Herrera Butler was running firmly second to her Democratic challenger in the 3rd. Newhouse opponent will likely be Democrat Doug White, who had 26% of the vote to Newhouse, 27, three-tenths percent, with about half the vote counted. While the while uh, White was born and raised in Yakima and is now running his family farm and farm-to-table restaurant. Uh, Bootler will go up against Maria Glusenkamp Perez, who owns an independent auto repair shop with her husband and had captured 31.8% of the vote to Herrera Butler's 25%. Meanwhile, Eric won the Republican primary in Missouri for Roy Blunt's Senate seat. Attorney General Eric Schmidt trumped over Representative Vicki Hartler and ex-Governor Eric Greetens after former President Donald Trump issued an endorsement Monday of Eric without a last name. He never specified which Eric he meant, even though pre-election day speculation had him favor, favoring greetings. Both Eric candidates claimed the endorsement, but Schmidt, with 45.7%, easily bested Hartzler, who captured 22%, and greetings who had 19%. Schmidt's opponent is Trudy Bush Valentine, who defeated Marine veteran Lance Kuntz. Although Trump endorsed candidates like Lauren Culp, who ran against Newhouse, lost other candidates who had the former president's backing, won. CNN was projecting that Trump's picks would win the GOP gubernatorial primary in Michigan and the Republican nominations for U.S. Senate, Secretary of State and Attorney General in Arizona. In Michigan, Republican Representative Peter Meyer lost to election denier John Gibbs, a former high-ranking official at the Department of Housing and Urban Development, who had Trump's nod. Senators target Chinese land ownership in new bill adding to the legislation seeking to curb Chinese influence in the, in the U.S. Senators Tom Cotton, the Arkansas Republican, Tommy Tuberville, the Alabama Republican, have introduced a bill that would prohibit Chinese Communist Party members from purchasing any land of the country. The senators said even though Chinese entities held slightly less than 1% of all foreign-held acres in the U.S. in 2020, the total land held by Chinese investors has increased substantially since 2010. 
Newhouse has introduced a bill that would ban sales of ag land to persons or companies with ties to the government of the People's Republic of China. The Cotton Tuberville bill is more broadly worded, banning the sale of public or private real estate to CCC members or anyone acting on their behalf. Here's today's He Said It. Her experience running a foundation in Romania that provided food and medical supplies to needy children clearly informed her time in Congress. Whether she was fighting for justice or fentanyl victims or advocating for educational choice for children, she always put others first. That House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy on the passing of Representative Jackie Walorski of Indiana. Walorski and three others died in a car crash Tuesday. Two of her staffers, Communication Director Emma Thompson and District Director Zach Potts. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, August 4th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.